to this podcast from Coburnie Alkirk for today, Good Friday. What is so good about Good Friday? It's a question we may well be asked by those around us, a question that may emerge even from the depths of our own hearts. What is so good about Good Friday? That day over 2,000 years ago when Jesus had been betrayed and arrested and early in the morning was taken to face the accusations of the high priest, even the probing questions of Pilate. That early morning when Pilate washed his hands of all responsibility for Jesus' condemnation by those who sought to execute him. The morning when the people, so overcome with fear and hatred, elected to release the callous bandit Barabbas instead of Jesus. Then there was the flogging, the humiliation, the ridicule by the soldiers, the men who dressed Jesus up as a caricature of an earthly king of the Jews. In the purple robe and crown of thorns, Jesus suffered the cruel mockery of the world, the man who was the son of God. And all this amid the howling and bloodlust of the baying crowds, those who clamoured for his crucifixion. The people who had welcomed Jesus only a few days before, waving palm branches and carpeting the road to Jerusalem with their cloaks and hailing him as Messiah, they now lined the way leading to the place of the skull, jeering at and taunting him. On that lonely, desolate hill, they crucified Jesus between two others on the cross that he and Simon of Cyrene had carried on the way. He had now placed an inscription on the cross, done at the insistence of Pilate, the inscription saying, Jesus the Nazarene, King of the Jews. At the foot of the cross, four soldiers distributed Jesus' clothing among them and cast lots for his tunic. There, on that cross, Jesus hung naked and completely vulnerable. And yet even in the midst of his own torment, he was acutely aware of the suffering and the pain experienced by his mother and her companions. The pain of separation, hopelessness and fear. Jesus knew firsthand what it was to be betrayed, to be disowned and denied by those among whom were the closest of friends. Where were Peter and his other followers? Already the cockerel had cried out into the black dawn sky. Having experienced the pain of separation himself, Jesus knows and shares in the loneliness of his mother and the disciples he loves more than any other. He brings them together as mother and son to comfort and to console one another in the shared experience of bereavement that is to follow. Even in our situation today, Jesus knows our pain. Jesus calls for a drink to quench his burning thirst. He's offered a sponge soaked in sour wine, a wine that spoke in its bitterness of the broken relationship with God. And this, in stark contrast to the sweet cup he offered and shared with his friends the night before. A cup that stood for sacrifice, but the possibility of a new relationship with God. Then it was finished. It was accomplished. 
Jesus gave up his spirit and died. It was over. Or so it seemed. The Sabbath was near, and the darkness of night approached. Permission was given to remove the bodies of the Jewish dead, and Jesus was taken down and placed in a new tomb in a nearby quarry. A great stone was rolled across the entrance of the tomb, a seemingly permanent obstacle to keep the life and light outside from seeping into the darkness and death inside. So what is so good about Good Friday? For Jesus' mother, for the other woman who had witnessed his death along with the beloved disciple, there was nothing good about Good Friday. For the other disciples, and their fear, their confusion and their guilt, there was nothing good about Good Friday. Maybe for the crowds, or the guardians of the Jewish faith, for the upholders of Roman law and order, that Friday was good. They'd rid themselves of a dangerous revolutionary and a radical prophet, one who would have put the people up into political, social and religious turmoil. For them too, it was finished. It had been accomplished. So this is where we leave Mary, the mother of Jesus and her women companions. This is where we leave the beloved disciple. And this is where we leave the other disciples of Jesus as they floundered behind locked doors, all deep in grief and mourning. And this is where we leave those who had something to gain from Jesus' departure, to gain from his departure from the world. Those who maybe felt a new sense of security and safety. When I survey the wondrous cross on which the Prince of Glory died, my just gain I count but loss and poor contempt on all my pride see from his end his hands his feet sorrow 
please, if you can, you could pause the podcast now and turn to your Bible and read the Gospel of John, John chapter 18 from verse 1 through to 1942. John chapter 18 verse 1 to chapter 1942. Or you can continue to listen and please do try to read this afterwards. Thank you. And so from today, Good Friday, we move on towards Easter Sunday. But the thing is that without Good Friday, there can be no Easter life. Without Good Friday, there would be no possibility of life out of death. Without Good Friday, there would be nothing to believe in, nothing to warrant our faith. There would be no hope. But we have all these things because of God's love for us all, made known in Christ Jesus and his saving sacrificial act on that cross by dying for us and by raising to new life. That is what is good about Good Friday. Thanks be to God. Amen. Let us pray. Lord Jesus Christ, we remember today how your concern throughout your ministry was not for yourself, but for others, for the vulnerable, the distressed, the sick, the despised, all those who were marginalised in society, the downtrodden, the oppressed, the rejected. You came as the man for others. So come again to our world today. We remember how you had a special place in your heart for the poor. And so we pray for the millions suffering still under the yoke of poverty, with all the attendant misery that involves. Victims of failed harvests, natural disasters and civil wars, crying to us for help, begging for food to stave their hunger, homes to house their children, resources to build a better future, an opportunity to start again free from the shackles of debt. You came as the man for others. Come again to our world today. We remember how you suffered at the hands of others. And so we pray for all who endure violence and cruelty, all who are wounded in body, mind and spirit by acts of inhumanity. We pray for victims of racism and discrimination, of verbal and physical bullying, of assault and abuse, intimidation and torture, terrorism and war. You came as the man for others. Come again to our world today. Lord Jesus Christ, you lived for others, you died for others, and you rose for all. Help us to live in turn as your people, seeking to serve rather than be served, to give rather than to receive. Teach us to reach out in love, and so make real your compassion, and represent your body here on earth. You came as the man for others. Come again 
to our world today. We ask it in your name. And now may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all this day and forevermore.